What is up, y'all? Welcome to the 5Q5K. I'm your host, Josh Williams. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe and welcoming environment for you to learn and begin to embrace what I've come to know as an actively improving lifestyle. We hope you're able to get out there and get active while you join in on our conversation. That being said, let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to a special edition, the Avengers level team up of the 5Q5K. This is going to be the bridge between season one to season two. So we're kind of sitting down and touching base with people that were on, people that you got to learn from in season one and kind of figure out like where they've been, what they've been up to and how they've been continuing to work and continuing to improve. So first up, I thought it was only fitting. First guest on the show, Chase Allen. We had to have Chase back to be the first one for the Avengers team up, the uh, 5Q5K cinematic universe explosion. So how are you doing, Chase? I'm doing good. There good to you be go. back. Hey, dude, I'm glad to have you back, man. So tell everybody, last time we spoke, I believe you're about to go up to Colorado. So tell everybody, walk everybody through Colorado to now, what's what's gone down? Yeah, went up to Colorado to do a half marathon in Estes Park um, at Elevation. It was a big Elevation gain race, um, mostly just for my enjoyment and get the legs moving uh, in between marathons, and it was good. Um, ran a PR at that point. It was, I think, um, an hour 41. And uh, and you was, were cooking, and that was, that was really hilly, too. Yes, that yeah. one, the first, I think, seven miles was 800 feet of Elevation gain. Jeez. So it was, yeah, it was a really good race, awesome environment and good weather in the middle of the summer to get out of the heat for a bit. There we go. Hey, so all the, all the flagpole hills paid off. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. There you go. Love to hear it. Yeah. Well, so after, after Colorado, what was the next step? Yeah. Then I started training for Houston marathon. Um, so that was going to be my second marathon. I did the tour de fleur. Ah, Uh, oui, oui. (laughs) Yes. That was, uh, fun. Just get the, get the legs moving, do another race, race environment. And then, yeah, got really started training hard for, for Houston, uh, had a little bit of an injury with my knee. So I was out for, uh, three weeks and then got back into it. And Houston went really well, uh, ran a three Oh five, which was Dude. a 43 minute PR for me. So a round of, I'm not going to clap because I think that'll mess up the audio, but just know <laughs> I'm mentally like big applause. And that is awesome, dude. That's yeah. major. Yeah. I was really happy with it. So how did you feel? Like, I know we'd been talking leading up to Houston and you were like getting a little antsy, I think like with man, the knees kind of not doing great. Like, I don't know how it's going to go getting ready. Like what, what contributed to that success? Yeah. I think a lot of it was just overall mental discipline. I think that's probably the most underworked muscle in most people's body. Um, And when it came down to all the miles running, you know, training and leading up to Houston, it's doubting yourself, but continually getting better and continually putting in those miles. And then when it came time for the race, it was, I've got one shot at this and I'm going to push through whether it hurts for four weeks after or not. It's, this is what I'm here to do. So there you go. Yeah. Got to show up, man. So I remember in the first episode, you said your one word to a beginner was, Hey, I don't care how you're starting or where you're starting, start slow, run slower than you think you need to. Do you think that was something that working through the knee injury and still training for Houston, was that something that you used in your arsenal to get to that goal? Yeah, hundred percent. There's, there's so much stress, especially when you're looking to get a time, there's so much stress of, you know, I got to run that time in training and that's not always necessarily true. And coming back from an injury and continually you know, you're putting so many miles on your legs. 
just to remind yourself, hey, run slow. It's going to build. It's going to stack. And then when the time comes, your fitness is there. And so um, coming back from an injury and then just overall training, reminding myself to run slow. And then even now, post-marathon, when I'm getting back into the swing of things, I've got to remind myself to not be throwing those fast miles and re-injure myself. So I've got to remind myself that almost every day that I run. Don't let that Strava temptation catch you, man. You don't want to do it, right? 100%. (laughs) It gets us all every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I feel it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hey, well, thank you, Chase. Thanks again for sitting down letting us know what you've been up to. I know we're going to be really excited to see what you're up to next. I think that Boston time is right around the corner for you. I'm excited for it. There you go. Well, I'm going to pass the mic from Chase who shared, hey, it's important to run slow to another man who is the T2 king himself, Mr. Drew Baxley. How are you doing, Drew? It's good to have you back. Fantastic. What's going on, Josh? Dude, so what have you been up to since the last time we talked? Well, I'm trying to think of where we left off the last time we recorded. So the last time we recorded was a big day. Oh, I remember it. I remember it clearly now. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the people, tell the people. Yeah. So we had the big goal for me. uh, 2023 was trying to run 365 miles. And on the podcast, we we hit that mark, uh, which was just so much fun. And honestly, so much has happened since then. Um, right about then was when I was catching the bug for running. You know how it is. And uh, so had the goal of running the Dallas half marathon, the BMW half. And so ended up doing a bunch of running after we we recorded, uh, finished the year with 680 miles. Dude, almost doubled that Almost doubled goal. the goal. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the half marathon went awesome. Um, had some great people to train with shout out like Chris coin, uh, and, and some other dudes and, uh, ended up beating my goal of two hours, ran a one fifty five half. Let's go. Uh, there you go. First half marathon. The environment was just amazing. It was so hype. Uh, so anyways, that's, that was kind of the, the running history. And then, you know, this year we're kind of shifting training paradigms a little bit, changing, changing it up a little bit. Okay. So what's the new goal? Give me the, give me the new, the new and improved 2024, Drew. So if y'all remember from my podcast uh, episode, we talked a lot about kind of science of running, um, looking at your mitochondria and that, that zone two running, like you said, that T2 Drew uh, and trying to uh, maximize that. So you're methodical about the way you train to improve your endurance, but also to increase your longevity just uh, and health. Um, one of the other things that's really important for health, you know, they say that your VO2 max is like one of the strongest predictors of longevity, which is awesome. So like as you get older, high VO2 max means there's a decent chance you're going to be conditioned to live a long time. Another one of the things they talk about is actually grip strength. Um, so, which is not to say that everyone needs to go and grab like grip strength trainers <laughs> and go crazy on them, although that's not a terrible thing. But grip strength tends to be a pretty good proxy for overall strength. And so I realized that in my obsession with running in the last year, I had neglected a lot of my strength goals. Okay. And Josh, I know you love the weight room. Oh, dude, the weight room is my, uh, it is a person that I know and I see sometimes. (laughs) I won't say it's a best friend. The weight room ain't ain't me most of the time, but yeah. So the weight room used to be a good friend of mine. Okay. Uh, Neglected the weight room for the whole last year and then. So this year, uh, I have the the joy. I'm getting married in May. Hey, congrats. To love my life, Anna Joy Keen. Shout, Shout out. out. There you go. Uh, <laughs> she's amazing. And so I said, what's a better time than to one, get yoked, and uh, two, stop neglecting my, uh, my strength in the weight room. So um, this year, we're trying to balance lifting and running at the same time. And so running is still a huge part. I'm still trying to hit 15 miles a week and kind of 
maintain all that um, that I had built up in the last year, but also try to add in um, the strength piece to, to kind of be more balanced. And I think that's great for my short-term goals of um, looking awesome for my wedding, but also long-term goals of just uh, health and, and being a whole athlete. There you go. Well, it sounds like both, I mean, both goals are going to go hand in hand and probably the strength training is going to improve running. Running is going to improve the strength training. It's, it all works in tandem, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. There you go. Your one word of advice for a beginner was respect that mitochondria, correct? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Are you, you're still respecting the mitochondria through, through this new goal of being six pack Drew and T2 Drew, right? Absolutely. You got to keep respecting the mitochondria. I think, um, on further evaluation, like a more generalizable advice to, to the new runner or the new athlete, whatever it is, is, you know, find your why for what you're doing. Um, for me, like part of finding my why was the science bit, understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing, what the goal is. For me, it was longevity and also the short term goal of finishing the race or, you know, getting strong, whatever it is. And so, um, you know, for me, I, I try to keep in perspective, like, why am I doing the workout that I'm doing? I think doing hard things for the sake of doing hard things is good. Doing hard things with a purpose is so much better. And so um, respect your mitochondria, respect your muscles, but also find your why and um, let that motivate you to be just so consistent that, you know, over the years, that's where you actually build up and become the best athlete you can be. There you go. I love it. Find that purpose and find how what you're doing is helping you get across that finish line in whatever life whatever life goal finish line you have, right? Absolutely. There you go. Hey, well, thank you, Drew. I appreciate it. All right. So going from knowing your why and finding that purpose in running, we're going with somebody who has her purpose in running and knows I'm linking up with the crew and I'm having a good time doing it. It's Talia Sergis. It's been a minute since we've talked. How are you doing, Talia? I'm good, Josh. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. Happy to be here. Hey, happy to have you here, (laughs) you know? Well, tell us what you've been up to. Like I know last time we recorded, it was you were about to go up to... Minnesota and you're about to run in the tour de floor. So how did those experiences go and what do you have to say about them? Yeah, both were great. So I think tour de floor was a few months ago, back in October. I think I did the six mile. Um, I ran that with my boyfriend, Donnie Lawrence, who recently moved to Dallas, which has been huge. Potentially a teaser for a future guest. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He would love to. There we go. Um, And then I went up to Minnesota to do a 10 mile. It was the Twin Cities 10 mile. Um, But ironically, the race got canceled due to heat. Uh, which is just funny being from Texas, where we're used to it getting up to 105, 110 in the summer. You're used to waking up early to train. We woke up for the 10 miler and at like 5 a.m. they sent out a push that said like, hey, the race is canceled due to heat. It was probably top weather of 88 degrees that day. They canceled it. (laughs) I hate to say this. Don't hate me if you're a Minnesotan out there, but Minnesotans might be a little soft with the heat, it sounded. Yeah, weak sauce for sure. Oh man. To be fair, They allegedly had a similar situation 10 years ago, and they overwhelmed the hospitals with patients going in for like heat stroke and heat exhaustion and dehydration. So I think they had an experience where it went bad when they ran in the heat. You know what? I take everything I said back. Good call, (laughs) Minnesotans. That was a good decision. Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about the decision, but I can see both sides for sure. Okay. So Um, so what did y'all do? So the race got canceled. How did did y'all handle that? Well, we were already up. We already had our race day outfits picked out. Like the troops were ready to roll. So we were like, we're not going to let this beautiful day and this energy go to waste. So Minnesota 
uh, land of 10,000 lakes. We hit up a local lake nearby and we just ran a few loops. There was tons of people that ended up doing the same thing. So you saw bibs everywhere, okay. even though there was no official race happening. So it was really fun. Lots of good energy. Lots of people cheering you on, even though the race wasn't official. So we made the most. There you go. Hey, well, it sounds like y'all made the best out of a out of a hot day and still a lot of fun. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. There you go. So kind of tell me how how you've been continuing to stay active, continuing to, to improve since we last talked, since since Minnesota, since Tour de Flores, all that. Yeah, I think a word for me that I've been aiming for is just consistency, not just in running, but just fitness in general. I've been trying to be more consistent with weights, trying to be more consistent with mobility, trying to be consistent with running, just all of it to try to increase my overall fitness level. So definitely been hitting up the YMCA a bit, get some leg days, some upper body days. That's been great. Attending some more yoga classes, trying to work on hip and shoulder mobility, different things like that. So it's probably what I've been up to the most is just kind of a mix of everything. But through the consistency, you're still making sure to get your social time with friends working out, right? Absolutely. So okay, good. just in the last couple of weeks, I, I went on a run with my friend Mackenzie and then I went on a run with some coworkers. Both times I can say if we hadn't agreed to meet each other on the trail at 7 a.m., 6.30 a.m., I do not think the runs would have happened, which is just true to what I said a long time ago. So correct me if I'm wrong, but Mackenzie, did you meet through this podcast? That's that correct. That's a that's a 5Q5K success story. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. So I think she had heard my episode and she reached out to me and said, hey, I'm looking for more running buddies. And here we are five months later, still running together. So huge plug for the 5Q5K. <laughs> hey, we love to see it. We love to see it. That's why we're just trying to get better together and make friends along the way. Yeah, that's good absolutely. Stuff. There you go. Well, Talia, thank you for sitting down again. I appreciate it. All right, so we're going to transition to someone else who his word of advice was to know thyself. And he shared the most philosophy that I think the pod has ever gotten, and I appreciate him for it. So how are you doing? It's Steven Demerson, obviously, but um, how are you doing, Steven? I'm doing awesome, Josh. Thanks for having me back. Dude, glad to have you back in the studio, man. So what do you give everybody a little taste of what you've been up to since we last talked? All right, so I know something we talked about last time was the uh, Notorious Pickleball arc. Yes. Um and I think uh, when we recorded, I was also nursing a little baby baby injury yes. um, in my foot. Basically, what ended up happening was that injury uh, ended up getting worse. Okay. And so had to take an extended amount of time off. Um, yeah. But before we had recorded, I had actually committed to a pickleball tournament in January. Okay. And so basically, I had uh, taken a few weeks off from running, let the injury kind of heal up a bit. At which point I thought it was completely healed. So I started training for pickleball again so I could get ready for that tournament in January. Um, and my foot felt fine through all of that preparation. Uh, but basically, when I started trying to run again and adding mileage back into my into my schedule, uh, the injury started to... It was not a painful thing, but really just like a slight discomfort to the point where... I knew if I were to keep running and keep adding mileage, it would probably just get worse. Okay. And so I said, just going to cut running out completely for the rest of the year, um, scrap the marathon, and then we're going to focus on the pickleball tournament in January. Okay. Um, yeah. So I grinded for a few weeks on that, or not even a few weeks, a few months, and uh, did the tournament in January. And since then, I've just been taking time completely off because the goal um, now is shifting back to running 100%. Okay, so how was the tournament? How'd it go? Oh, it was terrible. Uh, well, <laughs> it was so bad. At least? Uh, it was a little okay. bit. So it was a thing you did. It, it was a like. thing I did. It was like okay. uh, 25 degrees out, so I could barely hold the paddle. Jeez. It was like super cold, just super windy. 
the opposite of good pickleball conditions. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't do very well either. Uh, so it, all in all, it wasn't that great. Um, but I was glad that I got to train for it and play with my partner. And so, yeah, glad to just kind of get through that and be able to focus on running again. Well, one thing you, so you mentioned you and I were both IR buddies for the Dallas marathon. Yep. And yep. cause you were going to do the full and I was going to do the half. Mm-hmm. Both, both of us had some, had some injury <laughs> issues, but we did get to go cheer for people at the race right. with the air horns yes. at the finish line at like, what was it, like mile seven, I think. Yeah. Six or seven. So I guess, I guess I say all that to say, Hey, if you're that person out there that, Hey, you're injured and you can't do the race. Like I would encourage you to go cheer on your buddies still and go mm-hmm. make it out and be able to say like, Hey, like, I was able to support and like kind of cheer them across the line. Is that, would you agree? With For that? sure. Yeah. I know I had a ton of fun out there, even though it was just a little bit chilly. I think getting to see your friends uh, kind of accomplish their goals, being there to support them and then just hanging out with other people that were cheering people on. The atmosphere is pretty awesome. So yeah, definitely recommend. There you go. Okay. So back to running a hundred percent. What is the, do you have a goal like on the calendar or any like loose commitments to a race or anything or what are you thinking oh man well you know i got to get revenge on on dallas okay that's my my big kind of goal um for the end of the year because that happens in december perfect um but right now it really is just uh coming through the injury with the knowledge that i'm committed to running like a hundred percent um and so right now if that looks like doing what i need to do to recover um like seeing a good doctor getting a proper prognosis cross training taking time to stretch, um, foam roll, whatever that looks like, I'm dedicated to it a hundred percent. And so all of that, um, I guess the goal right now is to heal. The second goal would be to kind of stoke that fire for running again. And then the third goal would be Dallas at the end of the year. There you go. It's kind of the big three. Okay. Good stuff, man. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like you are clearly still knowing thyself and Mm -hmm. like all of those steps are very clear that you're being thoughtful with the recovery and thoughtful with the ways to improve. Yeah. So do you think, going forward, that is going to change any way that you're training for the next block. Like knowing thyself, I Mm -hmm. guess is where I'm, where I'm circling back to. Yeah. Good question. I think, uh, it's something that I kind of forgot, uh, honestly, as the injury got worse, I think something like that can kind of cloud your vision. And I was thinking more about how to get around the injury or how to get through it. Um, and less about why I was kind of pursuing those goals in the first place, which is, uh, kind of the conclusion that you come to when you begin to to know thyself. And so I think what I could have done better there was take a step back and think, like, what am I trying to do here? And then two, knowing who I am, maybe like when it comes to running a bit more impatient. So always wanting to go fast, um, wanting to recover quickly, wanting to be on the start line with everybody else. Um, I think it takes accepting the knowledge about myself that I want to do that fast. I want to recover quickly, but then also understanding that that's probably not the most efficient route to get to where I want to go. For sure. So, um, me trying to force it, me trying to get back in the gym and up my mileage and do that, um, because I really, really want to, and I'm really dedicated, uh, to running and I want to do that. And that's one of my big goals. I think the best way for me to do that is to know thyself and say, Hey, you can't just go hundred percent right off the bat For sure. and you're going to have to be a bit more patient, a bit more diligent, um, and take, take the, the scenic route, I guess, if you will. Um, and I think that'll pay dividends down the line. There you go. Well, Hey, well, shout out to another five Q five K alum, Joe Carson. You gotta, you gotta stop and smell the roses, right? Yes, sir. Of course, man. Well, there you go. 
Well, Stephen, thanks again for sitting down, man. I appreciate it. I think you brought a lot more wisdom again to the pod. And I always <laughs> appreciate you for it. Appreciate it, Josh. Thanks for having me on again. There you go. Well, all right. So now we're going to pass the mic to a dude who had his half marathon IPO at the Dallas half marathon. And then he decided that he's he's him enough to go and do a second half less than a month later in Houston. So mm-hmm. the one and only Jacob Otto is back on the mic. How are you doing, Jacob? It's good to be back with you. Doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Of course, man. So walk us through the last time we talked was after the Katy Trail 5K. And I remember you had a little bit of jitters for Dallas to do the half. Mm-hmm. But then you literally said, all right, go there, get the guaranteed PR. And you're like, all right, I got to make that old. Go to Houston, go to the hometown mm-hmm. and put on for the city and then get a second PR in a second month. So kind of walk mm-hmm. me through the journey that took you through Dallas and Houston and where where you were at. Yeah, definitely. After running the Katie Trail 5K, definitely like sank right into um, big like half marathon training block. First time ever really doing a training block too. It was great. Really enjoyed it. Was relatively injury free. Like everything was good. Was getting good mileage every single week. And then of course, like classic me, the the run right before my last long run ended up developing a little bit of peroneal tendonitis. It actually being, it was okay. I ran like on the Wednesday before the race, just kind of stretched out. Everything felt fine. And then went out to Dallas and ran an unofficial 217. Um, Was happy about that. A shot for something that are, I had set my like my goal like way too low and I way overshot it. So I was very happy about that. So that was fun. The vibes in Dallas were super high. And then good old host of the pod, Josh, was like, you got to come run Houston. You got to do it for the city. And I was like, you know what? I thought about it. CJ Stroud proud. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I thought about it for a couple days and I was like, ah, let's just do it. It'll be fun. Like family will be there. So let's just go out and do it. So Actually, after Dallas was over, I ended up taking a few weeks off to like heal the tendonitis and ended up being okay. And then did like a little quick, like three week training block right before Houston, went out and ran, um, was probably a little too hyped because Texans won the previous day. So the Stroud, yeah. the Stroud boys were up. So then went to Houston and ran a two twelve. Um, so hit a five minute PR there we go, on my second dude. half, second half in like less than a month less than a month and a half's time. So light work, man. Light that was, work. that was super fun. It was very exciting being able to do that. Great weather. There you go, man. Mm-hmm. Well, so kind of give me, we've talked a little bit and you've teased what you think your next goal might be. Yep. So what do you think? What are, what are we thinking? The, are we, are we in a safe place where we can tell the pod what the, what the new goal is? I believe so. So right now it's just kind of off season for me, just going back into the gym, lifting weights, doing a lot of mobility work that I like to do. Um, but then I will be running the Dallas half marathon again in December. And then we'll be making my foray into the full marathon for Houston Ooh. next year. Oh, for Houston. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you're feeling, you're feeling good for it. Yeah, I think so. This year I was very excited about running and just doing the whole half marathon block was fun. And so I think for this year now I've learned from experience and had fun while I did it. And I also know I have a great community around me here. That will lead me to a full marathon finish, the IPO in PR in Houston, January of 2025. There you go, man. Well, mm-hmm. you'll hear those air horns in Houston mm-hmm. next January. I'll be pumped for you, man. I appreciate it. There you go. Well, so how are you? So you, so you mentioned you're still actively improving kind of in mm-hmm. the off season. What, what is the workout looking like? Um, just trying to get out as much as I can. It's a lot of just like weight room stuff right now. So just doing like push pull legs, splits, doing that and just always incorporating mobility work in and then just trying to get out for walks and small runs out here occasionally. 
Good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, hey, you always keep me honest on giving kudos and receiving kudos. I know Jacob and I always text each other and be like, man, I need the kudos, bro. Mm-hmm. We yearn for the kudos. Hey, you've been yearning for the kudos, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you out, man. If you, if you need kudos oh, for today, course. you know I got you, bro. I got you too. Well, there you go. Well, thank you again, Jacob. Thanks for sitting down, man. I appreciate your time again. And I'm super excited to see what you do mm-hmm. next. I was super proud of you with both of the halves. So I'm, I'm excited for the first marathon. Hey, there man. you go. I appreciate it too. Hope you're out there with me. There you go, man. <laughs> if I'm not, if I'm not out there running, I will be out there cheering for you. So Sounds good. Got to do it, man. All right. So we're going to pass the mic to someone who is going for a BQ attempt in a couple months in mm-hmm. Eugene. It's Carrington Sladen. So Carrington, it's good to have you back. Walk me through what you've been up to. Last time we talked, it was turkey trot time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was before your Dallas half. Yep. So walk the people through kind of what's what's been going on since then in the life of Carrington. Yeah, life of Carrington, that Dallas half was a PR. I crushed that seventh grade uh, PR finally. So Let's praise go. God. Let's go. I <laughs> uh, hope to run Austin in a couple of weeks and smash another PR. We'll Let's see. Go. But doing Austin half in a couple of weeks to see how fitness is for Eugene in April. Been working at it. Uh, the cold weather, I've realized I'm not cut out to run in the cold weather. Uh, training no. in the summer for Chicago was way better than training in the winter. I personally will say. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. You and I are, are a bit different there. Yeah. Hot take. The summer, the summer is, is a little bit of a killer mm-hmm. mentally for me, mm-hmm. but I get, I get, it's tougher to warm up in the winter. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's been it. Kind of what you're... And I think I've even been prone to more like tweaky knees and calves being tweaky. So I'm not great at stretching. And so I've learned that over this training block. Okay. Fair, and so fair. maybe that was also part of it. Okay. Warming up takes longer. Kind of walk me through how you're how you're improving for Austin for Eugene. Like, what are the have there been any changes in the repertoire? Are you kind of mm-hmm. kind of sticking with what you know, or kind of just walk me through what's been going? Yeah, on? so I signed up with a running coach. So I have a running coach. Cool. Um, in shout fact, out the coach. Shout out to Joe Butler. She ran in the Olympic trials yesterday. Wow, uh, hey, there we crushed go. it. I think got around a three hour marathon. So there we go. Crushed that. Uh, and then I've also started seeing a chiropractor to kind of like I said realize different things about the little tweaks that I've been having. Realize that my right side is actually not super strong. So fun, fun fact for me, uh, to work on just strength training and incorporating more of the holistic health. Um, Are you right-handed? I am right-handed, but I think, so the chiropractor he mentioned, I used to play soccer growing up. And so I am right-footed. So I would always plant on my left side and put all my weight on my left side to then kick with my right foot. So my right side, he's like, when you squat, you like kind of go to the left. When you lunge, you kind of go to the left. And so working on my calves so that I don't put too much weight on one side versus the other and have more of the balanced. Okay. I think I'm the opposite of you because mm-hmm. I'm left-handed and I guess maybe I'm right-footed. I yeah, guess yeah, would yeah. that be the thing? Because yeah. yeah, I've been strengthening up like my left hip, mm-hmm. left foot, all that stuff, which staying in the lab. So, yes. so w- give me, give me the rest. So you've been, you've been strengthening up that right mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. and are there any other changes in the, in the routine? Also working on just the mental game too. Like I said, with the winter, it just kind of really put me in a slump. And so I'm getting back out there with the training group, Train Pegasus, that I've been working with uh, the past couple of months and finally got back in the lab with them. And even yesterday, I got to go on a long run with them and then watch one of our girls in the Olympic trials, too. So having nice. that community back around me uh, that I kind of took myself out of during the, kind of the Christmas break, just traveling, life got crazy, all that. And so back in the lab with other people, which is helpful. Hey, nothing to bust a slump than getting out there with friends and kind of having a good time, right? Exactly. There you go. So your word of advice for a beginner was consistency. Yeah. So kind of tell me how the consistency has remained important and remains important for you going forward for this BQ attempt at Eugene. 
I think just like I was saying, I kind of got in a slump. And so consistency wasn't part of it. So it didn't even take my own advice for the past uh, couple of months since Dallas. And I've seen that play out. I just was harder to get out of bed, harder to get back out there, would make excuses constantly. And so working on that mental game again, I'm 12 weeks out today from Eugene. And so just really working on, okay, these next 12 months, I have a huge calendar in my room that I've mapped out all of my runs until, uh, April and can kind of see, okay, I'm going to take away one day at a time and just take it little by little, but consistently get out there and even working on have a goal for the year to even walk like 365 miles to just tell myself, okay, every single day move in some capacity, uh, whether it's walking, whether it's running, whether it's strength training, whatever it is and incorporating, like, like I said, more of a holistic approach to, uh, this training cycle. Consistency in all facets. I think that sounds great. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing yeah. you at Eugene. I know Thank I will you. be, I will be scoreboard watching. And please, I think, I think that please. sub three thirty is going to be easy money. I think you're going to tear it so. up. There we so. go. Well, I'm excited to watch it. And thank you again for sitting down, Karen. Yeah, Appreciate of course. It. All right. We're going to pass the mic one last time to a great friend of mine, Jeffrey Chang. How are you doing, Jeff? It's been a minute since you were on. I'm happy to have you back. Doing good, man. I appreciate the chance to come back on the pod. It's an honor. Dude, there we go. Well, tell everybody kind of what Jeff's been up to since last we spoke. I think... If, if memory serves me, we were talking about how you were getting ready for the Houston Marathon attempt. So so kind of walk us up to where, we, where we're at today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's right. I think we were kind of in the last couple of weeks of the build up to Houston. Um, you know, fortunately, was able to get through that largely injury free. And so, uh, you know, got to hit the uh, race day feeling pretty, pretty dang good. Good stuff. Um, so tell the people how it went. I know you're going to be humble, <laughs> man, but tell the people your time and how it went because you killed it. <laughs> I appreciate that. I uh, finished the Houston Marathon in a 320 um, and really was kind of a product of a lot of things lining up really nicely. Uh, how big a PR was that? Can you tell the folks <laughs> for me, please? It was a about a 29-minute PR. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, you killed it, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, but truly was... Again, as I said, a product of a lot of things lining up. I'm really fortunate. My older brother lives in Houston. And so uh, the days leading up to the race, I got to stay with him, sleep in a comfortable bed, get acclimated to the city. Um, And the day of just had perfect weather. Race start was 47 degrees, finished at 51 degrees. Perfect, man. Yeah. (laughs) Chef's kiss, man. Truly. it, It really helped so much. Went out with the uh, 3.30, between the 3.30 and 3.35 pace group and was just feeling real good. And so I said, mile, around mile two, like, yeah, let's push a little bit. So I there pushed up go. the 3.30 group, felt good there. So I pushed up to the 3.25 and just Dude. let it ride. And uh, yeah, somehow ended up at a 3.20. This is kind of one of those days where you feel like everything's working out real well. And I think around mile, it was maybe mile 10, I saw a sign on it that said Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that was just the perfect thing to read right there and then too, because it reminded me of, you know, why am I doing this, right? It's for the glory of God and knowing that it's not my strength, but his strength that empowers me just helped me push all the way through then. So there you go, man. That, That contentment that like, hey, like God's the one that's giving me strength. Yeah, I I can, I'm going to do whatever I can do, but the contentment that man, like 
I'm out here running, I'm getting to a marathon. That's awesome. Dude. Exactly. And, and you've captured it perfectly, right? Like it framed in my mind, I have the opportunity to be in, in this incredible weather running on healthy legs. Like God is truly good and I'm just going to enjoy this. So, there you go, man. Yeah. So let it ride, bro. Yep, I love yep. it, man. So t- so it's kind of tell me how like you continued actively improving, like since we last talked to that mega PR at Houston, kudos again. Got to say kudos every time, man. <laughs> but kind of walk me through kind of how how you stayed healthy and like, were there any like things you added to the repertoire, any things that you changed? Yeah, to it? no, fair question. You know, I think part of it was drawing on lessons from other people you've had on the pod, right? Like I made sure to keep my slow run slow, to stay injury free. It was just kind of, you know, sticking to that plan and uh, trusting that it would put me in a good spot. So, there you go, man. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, I know one thing that you said. So the the one word of advice you gave was like you you Uno reversed it to me and you said the crush cup thing. <laughs> so did you crush cups while you were in Houston? I did. Every single time I made sure to pinch the lip and just take a quick Dude. sip of water each time. I felt real hydrated throughout the entire race. So that, hey, that strategy paid it. off. Hey, yeah. I love to hear it, man. I love to hear it. <laughs> Well, so your other, you kind of gave the word of advice as well at the end of yours that you loved how you learned from everybody on the pod and you love the ways that um, you're able to learn something from everybody that's on. So kind of kind of walk me through, I guess, how that learning has continued to be an asset to you and your whatever's next, man. Because I think I think yeah. the next is the next is BQ, correct? <laughs> I, uh, I would love that. I don't know how close or how far we are from that, but would love to... Join you in those ranks of being someone. That hey, I got belief in you, man. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> no, but uh, to, to answer your question, a lot of it was uh, kind of leaning on the advice of people who have done it before me and people who are, uh, you know, well called better than me when it comes to running. Um, to give a quick shout out to uh, one person as well, Brant Bergeron out in Portland. You know, I was on the phone with him a lot of times leading up to the race. He gave me a lot of great advice and it built me up. But also, I got to toss it to you, man. Um, hey, well, shout out to Brant first. <laughs> I need him on eventually. Yeah. But, hey, there we go. That guy's a beast. You definitely need him on. And I got to toss it to you as well, man. Um, you know, we were texting a little bit the night before the race and you asked me what I was shooting for. And I said 330 and you responded back with oh, three, 320, hurt chef. <laughs> yes, chef. You got, you're shooting too low, man. <laughs> I knew you had more in you. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that you kind of broke the barrier in my mind of what I thought was achievable. You know, you inspired me to push harder than what I thought I was capable of. And you're right. <laughs> I was able to hit that 320. So, you know, I appreciate having other people feeding into you and pushing you beyond what's possible. So I, I think that's so huge. Brother, anytime, bro. You know, I love <laughs> you, man. I'll be, I'll be there for you in your corner every day and any day. So, you know, I got you, man. I think that's kind of, it's, it's a good place for us to end this chapter of the 5Q5K because I know in the first season, man, it was mainly like, hey, how can we how can we improve? What's a good way we can improve? What can we do to continue improving? But something that I've learned throughout this experience and getting to meet with everyone is really that everybody has something to share and everybody has some advice that they've heard, that they've learned, that is pushing them to be the best version of themselves. And maybe that's not even in running. And I think for me, I would be naive to limit this pod to just running because it's like, hey, like I love running. Like we both love running, but running isn't both of our lives. There's a lot of other things we do, a lot of other people that breathe into us and a lot of other people who believe in us and speak into us. And and I think it would be 
a loss to not be able to learn from them. So I think in the second season, this is a this is a um, a new development for the five Q five K. But we will be going um, where no five Q five K podcast has gone and trying to bridge the gap into other aspects of our mm-hmm. lives and continuing to learn from the people around us, just in all facets of life. Like hey, like. What is, what are your parents telling you? What are your siblings teaching you? What are your friends teaching you? What is your pastor teaching you? What are teachers or professors teaching you? Like, we're just trying to figure out ways that we can continue learning and growing in all facets. So I want to thank you, Jeff. Thank you for um, letting me be a part of that journey and letting me get to cheer you on at Houston. I was so excited, man. And I think like it just charged me up to see your time. And I was like, oh dude, he's going to do it for sure. Like I had full belief in you. I wasn't just like, I know I, I can be a pretty joking guy and just kind of say whatever. But like when you said three 30 in my head, I was like, brother, that is way, that is way under what you're capable of. <laughs> so I knew you had more in you. So thank you for letting me be someone that can speak into you and allowing me to join you on the journey. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man, too. I'm looking forward to season two. Excited Dude. to see what you cook up. There we go, man. Hey, well, we're, you know we're going to be in the lab, and you, you'll probably be back in the lab with me. So it'll be it'll be a good time, man, and we're ready to open the book on the next chapter. So today, everybody that's been here today, I'm talking Drew. I'm talking Chase. I'm talking Talia. I'm talking, I think Steven's still in the men, so probably not Steven, but he's here in our hearts. Uh, I'm talking Otto. I'm talking Carrington, I'm talking Jeff, and I are all going to go run a 5K today. So we're going to cap off this season with a celebration and go run a 5K in downtown Grapevine. We're on my home turf. This is a home game for me today. We're going to run a 5K down, kind of go throughout downtown. Christmas capital of Texas. It's a little past Christmas, but it's still a great town, and I'm happy to call it home. So thank you all so much for joining in on this first season. I appreciate each and every one of you all listening. I appreciate the time that you've spent pouring into the pod. If you've been on the pod, if you've listened to the pod, whatever you've done, cannot thank you enough. Truly appreciate every single one of you. In the meantime, if you do have any questions, you want to learn anything, you want to touch base on, man, I love that from the show. Man, I want you to add this into the show. Always feel free to reach out at 5q5kpod at gmail.com or on Instagram at 5q5kpod. Well, guys, I am happy to tell you season two. I know some podcasts take a big old break between season one and season two, but when people ask me how long a break I'm taking, that's just not really how I work and that's not really how I see things. So I'm excited for y'all to see season two coming next week. So be ready for the season debut. I've got my cousin, Jared Scott's going to be on. It took us one season to become a family pod, but hey, We got here eventually, so I'm excited to have Jared on, and um, yeah, I'm excited for y'all to learn from him. So thank y'all so much again for being a part of season one, and I'm so excited to show y'all what's to come in season two. Until next time, guys. Peace.